when you're looking to talk about tough topics with kids, tragedies, how exactly do you approach that? Because kids are going to find things out. They're going to find them out from other kids. They're going to find them out from things that they might watch. They're going to find them out by simply watching what you're watching. It all depends on their age. And children will ask questions. So how do you make sure that you're helping them to get the answers they're looking for, but to appreciate what is happening in a certain situation, especially a tragic situation. Samantha Kemp Jackson is a writer, a podcaster, a commentator, and definitely a parenting expert who has been parenting in different decades with different children. And Samantha, I think that gives you a really unique perspective on things. Thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Mike. And yes, it does give me a pretty uh, interesting perspective for sure. How much do you think your parenting styles have changed, if at all? Um, Well, they've definitely changed because with my first child, so I'll just give you a a rundown. So my oldest child is a grown woman uh, in her 30s, married with a child, so I'm a grandma. Um, And then I've got uh, a 19-year-old and then two boys who are identical twins who are uh, almost 14. So I've seen a lot of changes. Uh, My first parenting foray was in the 1980s, and here I am in 2023 still doing it. So I guess that's my calling. Uh, But the... um, uh, the bottom line is that the changes that have occurred that have, have forced all of us as parents to change is uh, the uh, advent and the proliferation of social media, digital media, media, the Internet, and the ability for kids to find out anything they want at any given time. That's it. And when they can do that, sometimes they can find things that maybe they've never seen before, things that emotionally they're not ready for. I mean, we were even given the example of the tragedy in Laval yesterday where, you know, children might hear that other kids had been killed going to a daycare and they might think, well, well, I go to a daycare, you know, is that going to happen Mm -hmm. to me? How do you start having a conversation with, let's say, in this case, a young child about that kind of a topic? Yeah, uh, great, great question. And, you know, I would say that we don't have the luxury anymore, Mike, to uh, decide whether or not we're going to speak with our kids, uh, because they're going to find out what's going on. So I would say that you want to head it off at the past. If you know, and you hear that something has occurred as horrific as what has happened in Laval, you know that it's just a matter of moments, seconds even, you know, minutes maybe if you're lucky that, you know, it's going to be out there in the larger public and on the schoolyards and in the playground. So I would say that you approach your child and you say to them that you want to talk to them about something that they might hear something about. So I think the first step is really broaching that topic with them from you as opposed to them hearing it and you're reactive. So you want to be proactive, not reactive. That's the first thing. The second thing is, and I always say this, is that um, kids, kids, you know, they do have a sixth sense in terms of something not being right or something being off, but they also cannot process information uh, in such a complex manner as, you know, a 12-year-old would as opposed to a 5-year-old. So if you've got a very young child, uh, the bottom line is you want to talk to them on a level 
under which they can understand. So speak to them at their level. And for a five-year-old, you know, you might want to say you probably will hear something that a very bad person did something very bad uh, and some children were hurt and, you know, it's really awful. So the type of verbiage that you would use, you know, if you were talking to them about why it's important to brush your teeth or why it's important to, you know, shower daily or take a bath. Um, So, you know, talking to them on their level and using the language that they understand is really going to facilitate that conversation. I would also say that it's really important to kind of set the parameters and to say, I am here regardless of what you hear uh, to, to make sure that you're safe. That's my job as your parent, as your mother, as your father, as your guardian, uh, I'm here to make sure that you are feeling safe and I will do everything in my power to keep you safe and to keep you informed and, and taken care of. So you're in a safe place. If you're feeling scared right now, let's talk it through. And any time I find out any further information about this or anything that I can do to make it better for you, I will do that because kids need that comfort. Samantha Kemp-Jackson joining us, commentator, writer, podcaster, college and university instructor, and mom as we talk about how to deal with difficult issues. And Samantha, you pointed out such an important thing that parents don't have the luxury of saying, ah, nah, I'll wait until they're 15 to talk to them about that. No, the the curtain is gone. There's no behind the curtain. You can't really hide things anymore. Is that something that that some parents maybe need to come to terms with? That doesn't sound like an easy thing for parents to come to terms with. If they themselves are thinking, oh, no, no, I'll just do what my parents did. They they just let me find out on my own. Yeah, well, <laughs> those days are gone. That's how it was when I was a kid. You know, I'm a Gen Xer and such. Uh, and, you know, they were very clear. there was a very clear delineation between the end of the day. The end of the day, for all intents and purposes, was you know, at the latest 11 o'clock when the news came on and that was it. And then the news cycle started again the the next day, you know, 6 a.m. or whatever. Now, you know, a lot of our kids, especially if they're older, they're on devices. They've got devices in their rooms. They've got a phone. They've got an iPad. They've got a computer. uh, And you can limit it to a certain degree. But I think realistically, I think we'd be remiss to think that we can still kind of be the gatekeeper of what they find out. And that's why I think it's really important that we are proactive as the parents so that they know that we are the first point of contact in terms of finding out the truth, finding out information, and also framing it within the construct of your family value system, right? So, you know, you want to use it as a teaching moment to say to your kid, you know, this is absolutely wrong. This is not what we do. This is wrong. This is, you know, this is criminal. This is this. This is that. Whatever the situation is. Because that's how kids learn their their whole, you know, life view and their, their set of values is from their family and their parents. So you want to be able to take that situation, which is a horrible situation, such as this one that happened in Laval, and use it as a teachable moment so that your kid knows that, okay, this is where my, my parents stand. This is this is wrong. And not only that, I've got the information from a trustworthy person, the most trustworthy person, my parent, uh, and I trust what they tell me when they say they're going to keep me safe. Samantha, thanks so much for having this conversation with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me, Mike. Take good care. Have a great day. That's Samantha you Kemp too. Jackson. Samantha is a mom, number one. When you're a parent, that goes number one on the resume, right? And a college and university instructor and a writer and a commentator as well.